My money machine go beep, I love the sound that it make Plus all these racks and count, I think that my machine bout to break Secure the bag, yeah, that's the brand, and we get to the bag These private flights, Miami nice, these Gucci bags full of cash What's going on, family? It's your man, Tay Sweat, here once again And I have another Get to the Bag podcast episode for you And actually, it's probably really good that I'm mentioning this right now Of course, we're in the middle of a recession or, or going into a recession and it's very important that I, I talk about this today. Before I get into this topic, I want to let you know if you all have any other topics that you want to, you know, you want me to talk, uh, touch on or maybe even just talk a little crap about it. <laughs> do one thing for me, please. Leave a five star review. Put the topic or the question you have for me in that five star review and I'll get to it. Right. I'll make sure I answer it. Um. So what are we talking about here today? Well, a lot of people, and this actually happened to me, so I, I have a very special place in my heart, and I'm very passionate about this topic, and that is kicking your 18-year-olds out of the house. Soon as they turn 18, they consider grown, so you feel like mama got a life too, get the hell out, right? Daddy got a life too, get the hell out. This my money, not your money. Get the hell out. I'm just going to say this. I was going to be mean, but I'm not going to be mean. Stop doing that shit. <laughs> stop doing that. And there's a reason why I say this. There's a couple of reasons I say this. We should stop doing this. First of all, because if we look at, let's just be honest here. If we look at any other race, of people who are financially well off. They do not do this. And it doesn't even have to be a race thing. If we just look at anybody. Who does not do this. Who you know they don't do this type of thing. They're probably well off for generations. Now why? Well first of all. The reason why this is. Let me, let me tell you a story. The reason why this is very, very passionate of a topic for me is because when I turned 18, and as a matter of fact, when I turned 14, my mom had a, a fucking path for me. She's like, you got four more years and you got to get out. <laughs> Literally. So when I was 18, my mom goes, hey, you're 18. You either need to get out or you split the bills with me so if you're gonna stay you're gonna pay half the bills you're a man now and as much as i'm as much as i'm you know tough and like very i'm very easily i'm, I'm easily i don't even know if that's a word or i'm very easily let me just say it that way i'm very easily forcible or adaptable and the reason why I was trying to make that word up is because I've always said I'm forcefully adaptable, right? That's not a word, but I made it a word because I'm very forceful in my adaptability because whatever environment you put me in, I will adapt to it. Good or bad, right? Because so, sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's really bad, right? If I'm in a room full of killers, I'm a killer now, right? I don't want to be, but now I am because I have to adapt to this environment, right? Well, I, I've always been like this and I was forced to adapt to her, you know, 
basically kicking me out at 18 or paying bills. Well, this doesn't work for most people. Why? Because at 18, my mom said, my mom said, hey, you have to get out or pay bills. Well, someone who's 18 thinking halfway right, you start thinking to yourself, hey, I'm not going to split the bills with you and you still going to treat me like a child. Right. At this moment that I split bills with you, I got equal say so in this house. Mom or dad, like whoever it is, like I have equal say so now. But let's be honest, we know that's not happening. Your mom would look at you and kick you in your butt, right? So was your dad. So now you're paying half the bills like it's your place, but you don't get any of the say-so, right? So it's a bad deal. So any you know average 18-year-old or average thinking person, they're going to move out, right? But I say this is an issue because not everybody thinks like that. Many of your kids, many of your people, they're not going to think like this. They're not going to have that adaptability. Many of them are going to be pushed out into really screwed up circumstances. And a lot of times what's going to happen is they're going to do things or have to do things to survive. And that is the worst predicament to be in is to get into a situation where you're basically surviving right you're doing things to continue to survive right that's a bad situation to be in and especially at 18 and a lot of people figure it out but a lot of them don't a lot of them don't and that's when you know we've talked about this before that's when the gangs come in and like oh well you know these people accepted me and these people helped me out and you know these things come in drugs come into play or selling of drugs come into play you get all these things because you just you're just trying to make it i'm just living life you know what do they say about a seat in my pants right so what ends up happening is you get pushed pushed into this forceful situation right and for me luckily i didn't have to do that because i had a really good partner brother friend right and when I say when I say partner, this is like my business partner, my like literally like it was my basketball partner as far as like everything we like basketball, everything. Right. And I had to be careful with that partner work. So I'm like, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all dating. Huh? I'm like, no, no, not there. Right. I'm hetero. And that's nothing wrong with you. If you're anything out of, outside of that. But when I say my partner, he was my partner in crime. He was my partner because he also was kicked out at 18, basically. And it's like, hey, we got to figure this thing out. And because our parents don't have our back, we got our back. Right. We got each other's back. So um, it was one of those things that I was lucky. But your your child, your children may not have that. Right. Now, that's that's the passionate, selfish part of me saying that, like, man, y'all be careful kicking your kids out. Now, what about the wealth building part of it? This is where it gets fun. Well, when it comes to wealth building. I have a different outlook on it, whether you're poor or rich. We should honestly stick together as long as possible. That's how I see it. Number one. We should stick together as long as possible. I've noticed the Caucasian or white community does it. I've noticed the Indian community does it. I've noticed the Hispanic community does it. I've noticed, I mean, I, I won't keep going, but let me just say this. What I've noticed is that we stick together long term. 
The kids stay in the house until they have enough money saved up to be on their feet in a really nice way. I've met doctors, lawyers, and I mean, really, 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 really high end people like high earner people who still live with their mom. One, because in their culture, they don't, you know, they don't like mess with the people for living with them. I'm like, oh, you you're a scrub, right? (laughs) You still living with your mom. You're a scrub. So it doesn't mess up their chances of dating because it's actually smart. In the black community, it messes up your chance of dating if you live with your mom, right? You're a scrub. It's unfortunate. Fellas, this is what I'm always telling y'all. Stay single. Stay single. At least until you can get your shit together. Once you get your money together, then it's a different story. But stay single. It'll allow you to be more gritty. You can have more grit. You can have more. You can be a little more gully. Y'all remember um, Brown Sugar? I think it was the uh, the movie. He's like, you ain't gully. You you ain't washing no windows. You ain't gully. It allows you to be more gully when you're single, right? You can live out a fucking van if you have to. You can live. You can literally live off of like whatever fast food you eat. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but if you're just eating beans and rice, you won't be vegan like me. You can live live off of beans and rice and live out the fucking back of your van. If you have to, that's why you're saving for money. You can be gully like that, right? You can't do that when you have a girlfriend or a wife and or kids. You can't put them in the back of the van, family. That's not cool, first of all. So once again, stay single. Anyway, what I've noticed is that these doctors, these lawyers, these, you know, these kids who are adults now, fresh out of school, they go back to mom and dad, right? I say, mom, I'm a doctor now. Dad, I'm a doctor now. I'm going to stay in the fifth room or the basement, you know, because sometimes I'm not going to lie. Some of the, the, not, the more well-off people, their basements are really nice, right? They say, hey, I'm going to stay in the basement. And what happens is these doctors pay themselves a mortgage, If your mortgage is going to be $3,000 a month and a really nice house, you pay $3,000 a month into your bank account. $3,000 a month. If you really want a nice house because you're a doctor, you want a million dollar home, million dollar homes going to run you about five, six grand a month. You know, you depending on how much you put down on, you know, initial down deposit or whatever deposit, excuse me, down payment or deposit. But anyway, Usually, you're going to pay yourself $5,000 a month for a million dollar home. So if you're staying with mom and dad and mom is not in your pockets, dad is not in your pockets and dad and mom are just living like normal adults would live without the kids. Then you are now coming up in a different way. And this is how it works. I'm telling you, this is how it works in a lot of the families I've seen. So mom and dad is operating on their own. They don't need the kids input. They don't need you to pay half. You keep your money. You save up so you can get the hell out. Right. So mom and dad is good. They look, I was going to be here by myself, whether you here or not. So keep your money stack so you can go get your own. Right. Well, the doctor, the nurse, the whatever. Right. They're stacking five K a month. Because they're paying themselves rent or mortgage like they actually have a house. That's $60,000 a year. I've seen them stay up to five, 10 years. 
we'll just say five. Five years times sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> it's three hundred thousand dollars. It's a nice down payment, especially if you want that million dollar home. Right. You have three hundred thousand cash. In five years, you still want that million dollar home. You take three hundred K, three hundred K cash. Usually they want 20 percent down. If you're a first time home buyer, you can get away with much less than that. Usually they'll take three, maybe even eight percent down. Well, anyway, you go in, you say, hey, I put 20 percent down. So I want a million dollar home. I'm going to put 200 K down. That's going to get us a nice home. Five bedroom, depending on where you live. Right. If you're here in Miami, eh, you're not getting anything for a million dollars. But. You get a million dollars, you put 200 K down. You get you a five bedroom home similar to mom and dad's home. You get in that house, you start paying your five. You continue to pay your five thousand a month. Right. So now you have five thousand going towards that. You're paying it down because you only took out a loan for 800 K because you bought 200 K to the table. You have an additional one hundred thousand dollars to furnish the home and to make sure things are good. Because let me tell you all something (laughs) from experience, especially nowadays, whatever you buy, especially when it comes to a home that you have to furnish on your own, it is going to cost you roughly. 10 percent of the purchase of the the purchase price of that home is going to cost you 10% to furnish it. So if it's a million dollar home, you need a hundred K to furnish that house. Most of y'all think I'm crazy. I get it to do it right. You need a hundred K. If you have a $300,000 home, you need 30 K to furnish that thing, right? To furnish it, to make sure your closets are done, all of that good stuff. You're going to need about 10%, right? Once again, you can think I'm crazy. Some people make it work with much less. I get it. But to do it right, you need about 10% of the purchase price. Okay. So you have your home. Everything's great. Mom and dad have their place. You have your place. You start, you know, kids, you know, wife, yada, yada, yada. Before you know it, the parents are starting to get old. They don't need that big house anymore. You know, life continues to go on. But what ends up happening is now parents move in with the kids they sell the home or rent it out cash flow they rent it out and or sell it the parents now so let's just say that house appreciated they they made two million dollars on that home the parents made two million dollars on that home they come to your house with two million they get to take care of the grandkids and hang out with the grandkids and yada 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 and they got two million dollars to help you out with whatever you may have going on Right. You see how this works and it just perpetuates itself. They have retirement money. They have a will that, you know, or a trust that now they can leave money to the grandkids or you, the kids. So when they pass, they got the house money that they have. They have whatever retirement they were saving for over the last few you know, decades. Literally, it continues to perpetuate itself. Right. So you have your kids, your kids start growing up and you just recycle. Nobody's kicking anybody out. No, we got your back. You go to school, you go to, you know, go to college or whatnot. You 
bring back whatever you need to bring back as far as degrees and jobs. And then you come back home until you get on your feet. You get your experience. You get what you need in the workplace so that now you can get a really good job and you can afford to take care of your family. At the end of the day, what this is doing is this is the parents saying, hey, we are going to set you up for success. Right. This is the one thing that I noticed we're missing in our community because we kick our kids out at 18. A lot of times, it's not always, but a lot of times we're not setting our kids up for success. Not only did you kick me out at 18, not because you're trying to be, you know, because we'll use it in disguise. Oh, you know, I'm I'm kicking you out the tree because you need to fly. It's, it's for your own good. No, it's selfish fucking reasons. You're not kicking me out of the house at 18 because you want me to fly. You kick me out at 18 so your, ass can, your old ass can have sex on your own watch. So I'm not in here cock blocking. <laughs> right. That's why you kicking me out. You kicking me out so you can walk around the house naked. You kicking me out so you don't have to deal with the shit. The same things that you have that you hate about yourself, your kids have. And you hate them because of it. So a lot of us are just selfish. That's why you kicking your kids out at 18. Now, once again. I'm just bringing you all some information, some rhetoric about, I would say, legacy building, right? But not everybody wants to legacy build. Some people are literally okay making the money, dying with the money, and then, hey, kids, y'all got to figure it out on your own. I've even heard Drake mention that. He's like, no, no, no. Like, no, my kids are not, you know, when I die, I put my money in the grave. Right. This is Drake. So it depends on how you want to live this thing. But for me personally, I have a, you know, I have a boy. And guess what? When he turns 18. First of all, he'll be a millionaire before he's 18 because he's going to be trading and he's going to know everything I know, you know, at 11. So by the time he's 18, he can fucking leave if he wants. <laughs> But it won't be a mandatory thing. Like, no, you still got your space. You still do your thing. Right. You a man now. So if you if you want a girlfriend or you want, you know, you want to have some fun, you want to have a little sex. No, you got enough money now. You can stay in the house, but you got enough money now. Y'all go get a hotel. Go do that shit over there. Don't bring it. Don't you still not bring it to my house. Go do it over there. You got money. You got money for a little five hundred dollar a night hotel. Nice hotel. Right. Go do it over there. You come back, you study, you do what I need you to do at the house. I don't want any money for from you. I want you to stack, though. Right. I want you to stack because the other, the other side of it that I see is a lot of people who live. I remember I tell you a story about a woman that um, she was actually a friend of someone I dated 10 plus years ago, maybe even 12. Um, what I see. So let me before I tell you the story, what I see is. On the other side is the parents will say, hey, yeah, you can stay rent free. I got you. But then the kids who are staying with the parents. Have one have not received guidance to say, hey. I'm letting you stay here for free, but you need to be preparing your financial situation to get the hell out in one year, two years, three years, five years, whatever. But you need to be saving up. But two, even if they haven't received that message from the parents, the kids themselves don't even know to to move like that. So what end up happens is 
They spend the money, the extra. They're like, oh, I don't have to pay any bills. I'm going to spend it on dumb stuff. And one of the friends, a friend of one of my ex-girlfriends, she went out and bought the brand new, I think she had a um, Mustang. That's what it was. Brand new Mustang. She, you know, hair, nails did every week. Like She was splurging. I was like, okay, you're living a good life. Yes, because, you know, I don't pay any bills. Like, my family takes care of that. I, I stay with them. I said, okay, cool. Are you saving anything to get out? You investing? Like, shit, you should. This is when I started the stock market. You know, I started looking to the stock market like 10, 12 years ago. I was like, are you putting some of that money to work? Like, you know, some of the money you're not paying for bills, you, you got it working, right? You, you're investing. She's like, no, nah, I don't save anything. Like, I'm just living life. I said, oh. Oh, so you walking dead. That's exactly what I see. Like, you walking dead. So, once again, there does have to be like education on both ends, right? The parents need to be telling the kids, the kids need to be learning on their own how they want to do this thing, right? But long story short, if it's done right, you can, I mean, literally you can save so much money. And the reason why I'm so passionate about this is because I've told y'all this story before, but I, I tried to do this with my family, right? I said, listen, you paying rent, you paying rent, I'm paying rent, right? We all paying rent. Why don't we just bring that rent money together and get a really nice house, right? Because you paying six, seven hundred, you know, at the time it was like six, seven hundred dollars a month in rent. You paying six, seven hundred in rent, you paying seven hundred in rent. At the time I was paying a thousand in rent. So I'm like, together, we paying like twenty three, twenty five hundred. Let's just say twenty five hundred together. We paying about twenty five hundred dollars in rent. Why not come together? And get something that's not going to cost half of that. And we did. So we got a, we got a five bedroom house. I said, look, because I, I was making the most money out of my family at the time. Uh, still, at, I mean, still now I'm making the most money out of my family, but I was making the most money. So I was like, hey, I got it. Let's let's do it this way. Put the house under my name. We all come together. Y'all, we put the money in the pot. We pay the mortgage down. We keep paying twenty five hundred or we pay like two thousand because the quarter million. I got a quarter million dollar home, right? The quarter million dollar home, like the rent or the mortgage on that was like barely a thousand dollars. right? It's like twelve hundred, something like that. I was like, look, how about we come together? We get this place. We pay twelve hundred a month, and then we put another five six hundred into principal each month. We hurry up, pay this house down. We rinse and repeat. One person, you know, can move into the next home, or the two people, whatever, however y'all want to do it. Y'all can move into the next home, but we all still contribute to that pot, right? This was a broke way of doing it, right? Everybody paying rent, might as well put it all in one pot. So. This is another opportunity. And this is what I kind of see a lot of my, you know, like immigrants and people who move to this place. They, they rally together. They stay in one place. They build, 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 build their accounts. They go get another place and then another place. Before you know it, they own the block. They own the block. I seen many Mexican families do this where I'm from in Tennessee. You know, there's little, they call it little Mexico. How do they do it? They own the block because they came, lived together, stacked their money, 
they bought the next place and then the next place and then the next place. And then once they had enough places to bring all of their family up, like, all right, we all got places to live. Families, everybody has their own place or have a, a really nice dwelling. Okay, cool. We still all putting into this fucking pot, though. Now we're going to go buy some businesses because we need our foods that we want. We need our literally we need all the things that we are used to that we like. So we're going to start buying businesses now. We're going to buy trucks. We're going to buy all of this stuff. We're going we're to build an empire. They build it from ground up. This is what we are missing. When I say we, I'm speaking about black people. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so I don't know what I can do to help make it better. I don't know what I can do to help, you know, nudge people and say, hey, we need to do better. I don't know what I can do, but I have to say this. Stop kicking your kids out at 18. Help them out. Even if you're going to kick them out, at least make sure they're set up. Right. So, for example, we've heard Shaq even say that, like, oh, this is my money and oh, I'm kicking my boys out at 18, but the girls can stay as long as they want. I've heard him say that. And I'm OK with the especially with the girl part. I get it. Right. Because I'm going to if I have girls, I'm going to actually raise my my little girls to to be taken care of by daddy and then pass them on to a man who's doing well and who's got his shit together, who wants to take care of a wife. Right. And a family. I'm saying, look, babe, like the man's supposed to take care of that. And this is what you're supposed to do. This is what I want you to do, because when it comes to building, building a legacy, we got to play our roles. We have to first of all, we have to identify our roles and then play them. And I know I got some feminists out there that's like kicking the fucking screen right now. I get it. Right. Oh, you should be teaching them to be strong and independent. And no, that, not in my fucking family. Y'all could do whatever y'all want, but not in my family. No, we're not doing that. Right. Because we building legacies over here. That's just me. That's just me. And I've never really seen any legacies, not long term legacies. I'm talking 50 plus year. 50 for 20 plus generation. Excuse me. I've never really seen any legacies where, you know, strong woman don't need no man. Now, that shit don't work. That shit don't work. That's something a lot of our people fail for. And then they're going to get their ass kicked. But that's neither here nor there. Um, so, yeah, I get it. Shaq's like the girls can stay as long as they want. And like I said, I'm sure he's doing it because he's teaching them, hey, I'll take care of you just like a man should. And when you go, because I want you to know how a man should move. So when you go find you a husband or a boyfriend, he need to be moving somewhat like he ain't going to be me because I'm, I'm your daddy. But he needs to move somewhat like this. So he's showing the girls how a man should move for them, right? Well, with the boys, I know, if I know Shaq, I know Shaq is setting them up, though, to be successful. Like, hey, here's some connections. You know, do, do this and that. You know, y'all should be good, but you can't stay here, right? I get it. So I'm saying all of this to say, you know, without going on a ramble, I'm saying all this to say that, yes, if you're going to actually kick your kids out at 18, Set them up, make sure they got a, a pot of money, make sure they have, you know, some connections so they can make money. Hook them up with a good job, hook them up with something. But don't just kick them out because you're ready to have sex and walk around the house naked. And you say, yeah, I got to get out so I can do my own thing because y'all been here 18 years and I'm ready to have some fun now. That's selfish. That's stingy. And it does nothing but perpetuate brokenness. I mean, seriously, this is poverty mentality at its best. So. I'm done ranting. I'm getting off my soapbox. This has been the Get to the Bag podcast. I'm your boy Tay Sweat here once again. And I just wanted to drop a little something to help you out. That's all. 
So I'm always be here to help you to get to the bag in life, in your health and in wealth. And that's really what it's all about. So I started this podcast. So I'll see y'all on the next one. I'm out. Peace.